Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Let's have a discussion. Bullsh**! Yes! That escalated quickly. He seems to have a pathological shamelessness. It's Blackwater. Let me say it this way. This is The Brian Suits Show. Hey, I'm 770-KTTH. Brian Suits here. Good morning, everybody. Well, the state has its way. No more boulders. So we can't have nice things um, and guard them with pointy things so that homeless things don't camp out on our nice things. Um, well, what a, um, a fully functional f- producer, uh, Rob, is here. And wait, I forgot, you're not a, uh, you're, you're not big on the sports ball. Not at all. Did you watch any of the tackle football sports ball yesterday? Not at all. Um, well, you really missed out. Sorry. But I guess if you don't appreciate it, you wouldn't be missing out, would you? Not at all. Um, well, uh, Tay-Tay was there at Baltimore. And then, and you know who else was there? Um, w- w- weird part about if, if people don't know the backstory, uh, Nancy Pelosi's dad was the mayor of Baltimore for a long time, and and it many have said, and I don't want to fall into cliches here because damage, destruction, defecation. But because um, just because of of her ethnic background, and I for, I forgot her maiden name. I think it's something Italian. But anyway, um, her dad was a dyed-in-the-wool uh, Democrat, absolutely delivered, you know, Baltimore and that area and the whole thing. So she grew up uh, in that ecosystem and the whole thing. And uh, there were there were rumors about where city money was going um, and uh, the whole thing. Anyway, she was there uh, yesterday with her – because her husband, Paul, whose maiden name is Paul Pelosi – uh, he is from there as well, and he is a, a longtime Colts fan. And then, of course, they broke everyone's heart, and in the middle of the night, they moved to Indianapolis. And then I, I'm not sure what the connection is. When they restarted a professional tackle football franchise in Baltimore, but whatever it is, they're, they're claiming some lineage. But uh, anyways, so so she was there, and she was booed, actually booed. And uh, I and th- that was the thing when he was attacked last year. Um, that was her her first thing was the first thing he asked about was uh, the Ravens. But uh, so anyway, I, I gotta say, I mean, I, I'm again back to me denouncing gambling. I I didn't think that. Um, I thought the the Chiefs had a far better chance of winning outright than being the underdogs that they were. But uh, they were underdogs, and they're just the better team. And um, and I I will spike the football on being right about the Lions. I I I I did say they would be in that game yesterday. I sure didn't think they'd be leading twenty four seven and then give that up. But as as if you've been a lifelong Seahawks fan, and you too have a crying JP Patches tattoo on on your thorax, uh, wearing a, a Seahawks helmet. Um, we kind of felt the pain, you know, that first Super Bowl where that fake touchdown they gave to Ben Ruthlessberger's Super Bowl Forty. Yeah, we were robbed. Okay, um, but then we go back and just smite the Broncos, and that was a great. So we got ours. We got ours back. I really, honestly, I got to say, Detroit can go ahead and wear the crown of worst hand dealt. I mean, they have not 
banned in the Super Bowl ever because the Superb Owl started in 1966. Um, and the Lions won the the old school NFL, you know, the old the leather, practically a leather helmet, 1957. That was, I think, the first the first first guy with like that single bar face mask with 1957. And those old NFL, you know, greatest uh, old NFL uh, films from, from the, you know, that were made in the 70s but or 80s, but go back to the 70s. They have those great old characters who, who were talking about the old school, the 50s NFL, where like guys are, guys are drinking at halftime and all that. And, you know, there's that, that famous picture from Super Bowl, the Superb Owl, before they numbered them. The first one in, uh, I think, the the Rose Bowl, Packers and Chiefs, right? And at halftime, the quarterback, Lynn Dawson, is drinking a Pepsi and literally smoking a cigarette in the locker room. He's he's just, he's got a dart going and he's got a Pepsi and it's halftime. Beautiful. And, and I mean, so in other words, I, I would not be surprised if there was no living survivor who can remember the 1957 NFL championship. Not surprised at all. And to, to to go through the so many years of crap football that they've for some reason I don't know that how can a family be so wealthy that they own an NFL team but they don't ever either have a GM or or one person in the family who says I'm tired of this crap I'm tired of being the punchline of jokes let's what whatever the Patriots are doing let's do that hire this Betchelak guy whatever his name is but they didn't do it. And then they get there, they get to the promised land, and they're up, they're dominating. And it turns out that it, for, for, for the Lions, it was not an 18-game season. It was a 17-and-a-half-game season. Whereas the, the Seahawks, I wouldn't say they collapsed in that first fo- football game. They didn't win is what they didn't do. The Lions, if— First half had been the second half. We'd be talking about the Lions Chiefs Super Bowl. I mean, they really collapsed. That was anyway. That's the end of uh, Nancy Pelosi sports ball talk. Damage, destruction, defecation. That 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 was uh that was the Ravens uh, and that one. Um. Well, I, I I have I have um. Would you what would you, what would you say your Costco is, uh, producer Rob? It's Issaquah for sure. Um. And that's near the corporate headquarters. That that was one yeah. of mine. I've got I've got several of mine. My first, I'll never forget my first Costco. I think it's one of the original ones. The Rose Hill Kirkland Costco was my first Costco. That was one that I could walk to, and we would <clears throat> Sunday morning walk down there for a uh, kosher kosher dog, and and a beverage, and come come back up the hill for for the footballs, and that was dollar fifty. You know that was our right out of college, save money Sunday morning uh, breakfast, right. And then Issaquah was mine for a while. Woodenville is an outstanding Costco. But <clears throat> since I've been coming to Seattle for such as the work, such as one of my Costcos is Tukwila. Um, you know, open at 10, but really 930. If, if, if you're one of the cool kids and you're there at 930, they will not refuse you entry. Um, dead person in the Tequila Costco over the weekend. Someone shot in the parking lot, and so far. And I, my my backup is is Tacoma. Uh, the Tacoma one is right off I five. Super easy exit. Um, the downside is it's Tacoma, but the upside is re- real fast back on the freeway. 
purchase your wares, out you go. Bob's your uncle, Robert's your mother's brother, the whole thing. But uh, not in Tequila yesterday. That suspect is a man and got away in a white car, but that's all they've said. Now, this Costco has been shut down for a few hours, but earlier in the day, I was speaking to shoppers walking toward the store that had no idea they were heading toward a crime scene. Yeah, there's a shooting. Can we go in? Oh, it's terrible. I mean, this this happens all the time. Friday morning, police tape surrounds the body of a woman murdered in the Costco parking lot in Tequila. Investigators say she was shot. Officers tried to save her life, but tragically, she died feet away from the store. For hours, the business remained open. I don't even know what to think. I mean, uh, the, I mean, with all due respect to you know to the the departed and the whole thing. You know, it's a, it's a crime scene. Over there, is a, it, it's a crime scene. I mean, yeah, so you shut the store down. It's kind of scary. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's just kind of odd to me because I used to shop at a Palmdale where this one time they found two two dead guys shot in, in their car. Yeah. It was a drug deal gone bad or a drug deal gone good if you were the guy who was there <laughs> to rob them of their drugs, <laughs> when according to plan. And L.A. County yellow taped it off, maybe took up, you know, four parking spots. And hell no, that that Costco didn't shut down. And it was like, um, you know, a, a free kosher dog, if you could name the the uh, the, the uh, deceased or something. But uh, I'm a little surprised by that. That's sad. Uh, you know what it's time for? It's time for know what the hell all. Hey, you Iranians, you keep your damn hands uh, off those American service members, uh, I say, as President of the United States. This is a White House spokesman uh, unveiling today's talking point on a MSNBC uh, network. Uh, Kirby was on the Today Show, Morning Joe, and even, I think, CNBC. He was doing all his hits about how we're going to pick and choose a time and we're going to strike back. But don't you worry, uh, families that that are being notified today that your loved one is KIA in Jordan, we're going to get them. No question there's going to be a response. And you heard that from the president yesterday. We, we will respond. Uh, but as we've done in the past, we're going to do it in a time and a manner of our choosing. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be careful. We'll be deliberate about this. Uh, and, uh, and, we'll, and the president will make the right decisions at the right time. Uh, we're certainly not going to telegraph punches to the Iranians or to these groups that they're backing. And the data that I gave you, they're close to the top of the last hour, which, by the way, you can text SUITS, S-U-I-T-S, and you can get that amazing award-winning hour. Um, the problem about telegraphing punches is I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you that if, if I can do it, the Iranians can do it. Uh, okay. It, it is open source information and that's just that. Like for instance, um, in the Red Sea, uh, or around, uh, South Korea, you can tell where the U.S. carrier strike group is because there is a type of airplane on an American carrier that is like the gopher plane. It's the, it's the family car. It, it runs back to Okinawa and picks up mail or a brain surgeon. Or it takes a guy with appendicitis and it flies him to the Naval Hospital on Okinawa or Pearl Harbor or whatever. And you can tell because the plane flies below the radar for about 10 miles. Then it begins to climb. And then it has to turn on its onboard signal. And they, they're just a couple different types of planes, but they're only, they only come from aircraft carriers. So uh, there's some 
punches you can't help but telegraph. Um, and I would say a big a big one is no commercial air traffic, um, or rather commercial air traffic absolutely avoiding Syria today. And the problem the, the other problem is the remedy that we choose. If you're wondering whether this is going to be effective. Uh, a counter strike against Iran. Uh, let me just tell you. And, we'll, and the president will make the right decisions at the right time. Uh, we're certainly not going to telegraph punches to the Iranians or to these groups that they're backing. Here's the problem with what's about to happen. Um, are we really going to be kinetic and make them pay a price and kill high ranking guys or just move mud? Move mud. Uh, because we're satisfied to do that. We're, we're the the story is going to be how many tons of bombs we dropped on the mud bricks, as if that is a, a marker for you know the the Marty McFly. You get your damn hands off her. A, a, a real, a, a very actual, uh, real message would be to commit ground troops to an area where we know the Iranians uh, have physical bases. And round some up, kill some, um, leave them face up or face down, you know, whatever. But show them that we mean business because all we're going to do is move mud and, and be an inconvenience to their nappy time because that's what we've been doing so far. It's only by accident that we've been – when we want to, like the strikes that happened in Baghdad two weeks ago, that was based on, on actionable – um, electronic intelligence, knowledge of, of cell phone signals and, and the whole thing. We, it was an informed decision and it killed uh, Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, IRGC guys. But the problem is if you kill them, you're giving them what they want um, because they absolutely will throw together a parade, an anti-America rally. They'll show pictures of the dead guys and the dead guys got what they came to Syria for. So th that's what's uh, very complex about it. Thing two. Second thing. What is this poll? Should the U.S. conduct a military response to the killing of three U.S. service members? Yes or no? Uh, oh, it's 87% yes from whatever, whoever the people are that go to this particular website. Uh, well, I've told you the story of the state versus the boulder and how it works. The If you want to deny the, home, the dehomed, um, a place to lay their tent and then lay their head in their tent where they laid their tent, you drop boulders on there. And I salute the Washington State Department of Transportation for their hot boulder action in Lacey and Tumwater, taking these these long-time uh, englampments alongside uh, I-5. If, if, you, if you find yourself heading south... As you approach Slater-Kinney Road on the right or left shoulders, it's, you know, it's raised up from, from the road. There used to be just, it looked like a used tent uh, lot or something, Bob's used, used tents. Um, what they did was they gave everyone, you know, a day's notice. They said, pack your stuff. If you leave it there, we're just going to throw it in dumpsters. They cleaned it up. Then they dropped boulders there. And nary a tent has returned. They are 100% effective. You only have to spray once, once, not, no, you don't drop more boulders, you know, in a year. You do it once, it was 700,000 bucks, and they don't come back. Now, Pew, city of Puyallup has done it. Well, some homeless industrial complex um, people are, uh, are, are, are taking umbrage uh, at, at this, and there is a bill, and it is uh, got a number. 
Um, bill uh, 6231. Washington State Senate, a new bill would make it illegal for a city to set up boulders, structures, or design elements in the purpose of, of uh, stopping homeless people from camping in a public space. Okay, so there, there's public space like a park. You don't drop boulders in a park, right? So that's a different set of problems. But then there's what's effective, which is um, off of uh, like a federal highway, such as the I-5, such as. Uh, you do this and it works. They don't come back. Senate Bill 6231 calls the obstacles... Hostile architecture. Hostile architecture, quote, hostile architecture means any building or structure that is designed or intended to prevent people experiencing homelessness from sitting or lying on the building or structure at street level. Really? I think we need to ask God to give us, you know, less, less, worse weather, basically. I know. Call them boulder crows. Uh, How about that? How about just putting up, um, uh, a scarecrow that sprays tear gas. Is that hostile architecture? Um, and, you know, remember when the coyote always had that brilliant plan where he would have a pile of birdseed with a sign that said birdseed, but then it was underneath an overhang and he would try to roll the hostile architecture onto the roadrunner? That always hit him back in the face somehow. Uh, the bill wouldn't prevent the state from using methods to prevent uh, camping along highways. And by the way, I've never seen the state do anything more effective than dropping boulders where they camp. I mean, you talk about enabling uh, drug addiction and homelessness. Uh, There you go. In Puyallup, the city installed rocks in front of the New Hope Resource Center. They had a homeless center, and it was causing a public nuisance because people were just popping their tents right across from it. And then the city of Puyallup said, you know, how do you like me now? And it worked. So anyway, this, this bill... Uh, would seek to uh, redesignate the boulder. You and I say boulder. Um, the bill says hostile architecture. And in a, in a related story, another solution, um, and this is, again, this is from a place that's hit bottom. Always look uh, look below you. Find out the, 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 the jurisdictions like Multnomah County, Portland, or the Bay Area. Find out what they're doing now because they're, they're seeing businesses – Flee an area because the city won't do their job and just enforce and, and establish regular uh, public space uh, peace. So how about this one? Uh, San Mateo County in the Bay Area officials are hoping to add an unusual tactic to their multi-pronged approach to tackling the homeless crisis, or the de-home crisis. <clears throat> You've heard of the Boise ruling. What it is is the Ninth Circuit Court out here out west ruled that Boise can clear the that a city can clear the sidewalks but only if a bet is offered. And what if they don't uh, take the offer? Well, they they got to clear out and uh, you did your duty. Well, so what they're going to do in the Bay Area because they've they've hit bottom on this in a unanimous vote this week, county supervisors move forward with a proposal uh, which would allow authorities to issue a misdemeanor violation to anyone living in a homeless encampment who refuses to move into available temporary housing. So what California's found out, just like here, we have all the ample, um, y- you know, young, liberal, caring people. Unlike you people who expect results from your tax dollars, you don't understand the entire point is to dole them out. So you have all the people who care and they offer outreach and the whole thing. But frustratingly, many of the homeless are drug addicts and they don't want a bed. They want to be alone in a tent with their fentanyl and without some do-gooder uh, trying to put them in a, in a bed. 
Well, this makes it a ticketable infraction. If, if I offer you a bed, you not taking a bed, I can ticket you. And when you fail, your, fail to appear, or, which you inevitably will, that's, that kicks it up and uh, the whole thing. So now they're using the legal system. Instead of just, you know, simply clearing them out. Because what are they going to do? Lawyer up? Well, yeah, when there are the, you know, compassion industrial complex people willing to legally represent them like they are here. Um, so anyway, if you if you make it a taxpayer-enabled problem, it will remain so like it is here, and you'll continue finding skeletons and tents on Queen Anne, of all places. Uh, anyway, um, back in a second, um, the uh, did Trump really... Uh, libel someone who I'd never heard of? Did did he really libel block E. Jean Carroll out of eighty three million in fame? Would she really have been a household name if if not for him defaming her or what? Um, anyway, uh, that and more right after this. I'm some somebody, Katie Teach. Um, some of the KTTH Brian Six here. I just had a uh, a cringy thought. Uh, fully functional fill-in producer Rob. Yeah. Um, you, you recall the the story that shall not uh, uh, speak its name that we were talking about this morning about what I discovered about markets when when your population is the second oldest average uh, on Earth and your Japan about the market of the new type of movie that's uh, being made with um, titles. Such as oh, good lord! Uh, where was it? Da, 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 forbidden elderly care and the manic training of Lolitas. He's only done three hundred fifty movies, by the way. <laughs> um, so the Guinness Book of World Records oldest actor of this genre is two years older than Biden. Good gravy! I mean, now unbelievable. Now go there visually. <laughs> Um, on, on that one, I got a perfect song for this. Oh no, no, you don't. And, and this, and by the way, you brought this to my attention. And I'm horrified. Yeah. Okay, it, it's it, the the Japanese male fascination with women who present themselves as y younger than legal. Yeah. If that's even a term in Japan, uh, is bizarre. It is. It's just sick and bizarre. But it's a overwhelmingly male dominated culture. That, that's why you can't. That's why women can't get access to the pill in Japan. Abortion is the number one form of birth control. You you can buy unlaundered women's underwear in the subway station in a vending machine. Not, not a myth. It's a real deal. And there was a metal group, a trio, and what what were they called? Baby metal. Baby metal. I've seen them actually live. They're fantastic. Young girls on stage. Singing to an audience of middle-aged and elderly men. <laughs> were, were Do you the, want to hear it? It's and, and here in America, you get a cute girl up on stage, and the audience is ninety-five percent females that just want to be her. In Japan, put teenage girls up there um, in suggestive outfits, totally objectionable outfits, and that's really unlistenable. That's really horrid. There's no way you go to that concert. I've been there, man. No. It was awesome. I took my daughter. Were you wearing lederhosen? She dressed, dressed up like a creep. It See, was but, great. But, but that's okay. I'll I'll accept that. But very cosplay. But um, learning learning entirely too much about uh, uh, Japan today. 
Well, so is there or isn't there a, a border deal? Well, so, okay, the politics of this, again, um, are that this campaign issue can't be denied. It's so good and it's so Republican and it's so anti-Biden. Biden is grasping, um, and I don't know what kind of promises they're making to senators like Lindsey Graham or John Thune uh, or uh, Manchin and, and and what's his name? Uh uh, Blanken or Lankin, anyway, um, and getting them to say, yeah, this is the best deal we're going to get. There is the, the practicality is it probably is the best deal they're going to get, but it's a horrible deal. It's it's hardly you can hardly call it border security. It it from what we found out this weekend, part of this deal that the Senate is trying to push on the House uh, is that there will be a daily cap. If you recall DACA. When when Obama said DACA kicks in six months from now, it started a headlong race, people depopulating their countries of their 14-year-olds, sending them north, saying that America basically had amnesty. If you can cross the border before November, then you're going to get an ID. You're going to be legal. You're not going to – you're going to be protected from deportation. Hell, you can even join their military when you turn 18. That's for real. Non-U.S. citizens can join DACA uh, uh, who are not landed immigrants. You, you can be a legal immigrant in the U.S. and join the U.S. military, but forever you can be an illegal immigrant. Well, DACA uh, legalized that, right? And what we do know is when when you when the the light at the end of the tunnel starts to fade, people send their kids up here uh, in in the hands of a coyote. You know, they'll they'll, they'll say he's trustworthy. Take care of my kid. On a daily basis, this uh, this deal says that there will be a five thousand a day cap. Everyone after five thousand is going to be turned around, booked, or it's going to count against them the next time they cross illegally. It, it will. We're going to do it by using this the the stillborn app that they that the Biden administration came up with, CBP one. Their idea is you get to the border and you download CBP one, and then on a daily basis you apply to come in. Uh, that's what this is what's going on right now. And then you, when you cross the river, you just show the border patrol, uh, you know, your your barcode. And <clears throat> so anyway, the deal is okay. We'll cap it at five thousand a day. Okay, folks, five thousand a day for a year is about one point eight million. And then when you get it, if you're one of those 5,000, then you get the same deal they're getting right now, which is the reason they're coming up at 300,000 a month in December. It's a bad deal. Um, and then they're still, they're still leaning in on Texas on this. Over the weekend, the Border Patrol said, uh, you know, you, you can impeach Mayorkas, the whole thing, but we have no plans to step between the Texas National Guard and that barbed wire. We're not clearing the barbed wire because we've had a long, habitual, cooperative relationship with the Texas National Guard. This is, this is not a civil war, and you're not going to spark a civil war. Um, and this was uh, the Texas Lieutenant Governor, Dan Patrick, no, no relation to the sports talk uh, idiot, um, was on with uh, Maria Bartiromo over the weekend, uh, and Governor Greg Abbott is flying back from... Uh, such as the India, but what about the largest state? It would be the state of illegal. And he points out that uh, of if you took all the illegal aliens that have come through te just Texas this year, 
uh, it would it would equate to be the seventh largest state of the United States. Immigrants. Alone, if you put them in one area, the seventh largest state, it would be the state of illegal immigrants. After California, Texas, Florida, New York, Pennsylvania, Illinois, the state of illegal immigrants. And look, there are many people coming here for a job and a better life, but that's not our concern. Our concern is protecting Americans and protecting Texans from the criminals that come in, from the drugs that come in. And let me tell you this, Maria, this is a stat that many people have never heard. So listen close to this. We've arrested 13,163 smugglers since we started Operation Lone Star several years ago. 90% of those smugglers are U.S. citizens. Hmm. The drug cartels work with the gangs to distribute their drugs. And they they recruit on TikTok and WhatsApp and the whole thing because what they're doing is they're luring Americans who are citizens. They're saying, hey, if you just pop down to Laredo um, or, or to Matamoros um, or Juarez, pop your trunk on this street corner, then when you hear the trunk slam shut, uh, drive north and just go across the border as if um, – you know, and you're just making a day trip because they have specialists who will pop your the the interior upholstery and stick it in a turn signal. And then when, once you get back to El Paso, uh, go we'll we'll, we'll t when you tell us you're through, we'll we'll drop a pin and tell you where to go. And it's it's a quick, easy money thousand bucks in a day for doing nothing if you can make it through. Um, the, the busiest uh, vehicle port of entry, uh, which is El Paso. And that's what they're counting on. It, it, Americans coming back, they see that you went down there for three hours and you, you're showing them cheap sweatshirts and stuff that you picked up in uh, Juarez. You're not going to get a dog. They're not going to get the fur missile on you. Um, it's actually why they why the cartels do it, because it, it makes the most sense. They also wow. work with the gangs to give them specific GPS coordinates where to pick up people crossing the border illegally. This year, we passed Senate Bill 4, I believe. was. And Maria Bartiroma does get around to the bottom line, which is, is this going to be a civil war? Yeah, this whole idea of Shelby Park, that they would come there, is just ludicrous. Yeah. Look, these young men and women who serve our National Guard and our DPS, these are the best of the best. Why would he want to send anyone down to confront them? Yeah. I'm glad they stepped down, uh, but they need to do... So probably look for a new head of Border Patrol by uh, business, uh, close of business uh, later today. Well, what does it take to get uh, Grandpa that's really, really mad? Well, repeat a debunked story. How about that one? He apparently can't tell the difference between Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> well, as Commander-in-Chief, I look at veterans completely differently than Donald Trump. Think about this, especially here in South Carolina, a proud military state. Donald Trump, when he was Commander-in-Chief, Refused to visit a cemetery, U.S. cemetery outside of Paris for fallen American soldiers. And he referred to those heroes, and I quote, as suckers and losers. He actually said that. He said that. How dare he say that? How dare he talk about my son and all of us just like that? And his son didn't die in battle. His son died of cancer, very sadly, uh, at Walter Reed Medical Center. But... Uh, just another case of uh, Grand Potus uh, letting his mouth get ahead of his mind. As suckers and losers. He actually said that. But uh, this is this is in the middle of the screed about how uh, Trump's grip on reality uh, is not as good as uh, Grand Potus. He said that. How dare he say that? 
How dare he talk about my son and all of us just like that? So anyway, the irony train it has to stop for uh, for lunch and some more water in, in the old thing. So, but stay on board. Uh, don't don't get off unless you have to use the bathroom or something. Back in the second AM, seven seventy KTTH. Unexplained suspense music, I think. AM 770 KTTH. Uh, good morning, uh, everybody. And uh, so I don't think any part of that conversation, fully functional film producer Rob, uh, is for the air. I, I doubt it. Except I can, I, I can tie it in to um, the male demographic. Okay. Um, and, uh, and and that as a cautionary tale, everybody go to your doctor and there's no secrets. Let them find stuff. But I, I, I had a, a talk with a friend of mine who about a year ago had like two feet of large intestine taken out. Yeah, that's tough stuff. Um, and you know, the recovery was him slow walking around a pool and drinking green tea and, and the whole thing. It's not going to change... Anything, you know, in the nether regions and all, then, you know, it turns out nature gave us way too much anyway and, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> and he said his biggest problem with recovery is that you have to wear a certain specific kind of underwear that one pulls on. A garment. A garment. And then when, when you're done using it, you throw it away and you never, ever see it again. And he said the problem is... The guys on the box that are modeling the garment look so full of themselves. Like, that's right. Look what I got on here. And and, and, he, and he suggested, because he buys them at Costco. Well, there's no secrets. There's no secrets at Costco. And and, and he, had, he had said the problem was, why not just have one side of the box? Have the guy on one side of the box. Okay, just there he is, guy, white T-shirt. That's right. I'm wearing the pens. <laughs> I'll just have them on one side. That's right. And have the rest of the box cardboard. And he said, that way you can put it in the box, depends guy down, face down, and then not advertise to everybody in line. <laughs> You're the adult male with the cart, and the guy has a big, giant box of yeah. a, a boy depends. If, if, if they're required in my life, I, I can you know, assure you it. I will be buying them through Amazon. Yeah. I, I was going to say... Um, uh, a, a couple of my favorite businesses are now dead because of Amazon. And I'm looking at you, REI. Um, I, you know that they lay, they're laying off hundreds of people, and and I know why. I I have the secret. I know why because I'm the reason. I'm I think I'm uh, I'm I'm the the vanguard of this reason. <clears throat> of all the stores I go to where I check the Amazon price and then I calculate how badly do I want this? So I want it tomorrow at noon. No, okay. By now, um, REI is it. I mean, I, I understand. As a member, I'm grateful that they put a premium on stuff and then they give it back to me as a dividend at the end of the year and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? How about this? How about just sell it at a little – since it's a cooperative, uh, why not just a little – just operating costs minus a little bit of, you know, whatever. But anyway, I'm, I'm sitting there in the store on Friday – Minding my own business, and my, all the stories start with, there I am, minding my own business. 
I pop into REI because because apparently most of the uh, a lot of the um, layouts are going to be from this flagship store down the road there. And fully in front of the guy, I'm looking around for this one particular kind of MSR camp stove, uh, the XGK XE, and he goes, "Yeah, they're down there now." And I, I walk down, and as I walk down, I open up Amazon. And I log into the REI Wi-Fi because I'm stupid. But I do it through a VPN. And I get there, and I, I'm standing there. I'm looking at the clearance price, and, I, and I'm like, well, that's the normal price at this one place on Amazon. So it says it'll you know be there Tuesday. And I don't plan on camping anywhere between now and Tuesday, and I, and I pull the trigger on that one. And so, I mean, as a... As a as a show place, that's effectively what REI is, and it's caught up with them. And I'm I'm gonna say uh, it's not without a little bit of Schadenfreude, because this is the only place. But then again, most uh, outside of South Lake Union, this is the only place where they will mask shame you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I'm I walk up, and you know they still have the shields up and the whole thing. And the masks are up without irony, but there is still that air of superiority from two years ago mm-hmm. um, as I'm busy trying to kill grandma, you know, or whatever. And Trader Joe's. Not not the one I go to. Really? The one I go to is so chill that you can bring your Costco coffee. Now that they no longer have coffee grinders, you can bring another vendor's coffee to my Trader Joe's and they will let you use a grinder. Wow. Yeah. They're really, it's a bunch of old hippies, too. Last people I would have thought that would bend the rules. I asked for a plastic bag at the Issaquah location. And, uh, would they uh, beat was, you? The, the guy actually accused me of being an oil baron. Oh, so he put three cans of Coke in a pillowcase and, <laughs> and beat you? Um, well, um, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'll, I'll out them. It's uh, the ones in Olympia across from Hagen, which still exists. Um, but yeah, that Trader Joe's uh, pretty pretty chill hippies. But think uh, that's why they're in uh, Olympia. All right. Well, the the USS uh, Lloyd Austin has resurfaced and has been seen for the first time ever since um, his super se- totally t- super secret procedure, whatever it was. I, I mean, what a mystery! I, 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 it's none of my business, of course. Uh, what his well, what took him out of the mix for a couple of weeks uh, is, but it's apparently the president's business. But Lloyd Austin is still Secretary of Defense, and uh, he just spoke a few minutes ago. He has um, the <clears throat> um, uh, NATO Secretary General, uh, whatever his name is, Anders, Anders Stestrom, the, the Swedish chef, uh, is in here with him. And uh, I can't, uh, answer I can't vouch for this. Uh, it might be Kennedy Verbeel, but let's check in with Lloyd. Challenging times. You've kept NATO... United and resolute through the most serious threat to transatlantic security since the end of the Cold War. Over the nearly two years since Putin's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine, NATO has grown stronger and more united than ever. NATO became even more capable last year when Finland joined. And I'm very pleased that the Turkish parliament voted last week for Sweden to join NATO as well. And we're looking forward to well. Well, apparently they missed uh, comments that he had apparently on uh, Syria and stuff like that. So he's there with the NATO General Secretary Jens Stoltenberg, um, who who then spoke in his lilting uh, Swedish accent and uh, the uh, the whole thing. Um, so I'll tell you what I'll do as a public service. I'll I'll tell you uh, what time to expect an American strike uh, in Syria. 
And I can tell you that as of this moment, um, the commercial air traffic is still steering clear of Syria and, uh, and Jordan. Uh, and there are no American tankers uh, up at this point. Um, medevac flights from Syria to Ramstein uh, are still occurring. And apparently they're, they're uh, adjusting the casualty count uh, from, from Syria. Three dead is still uh, the official count. But as, uh, as they're, they're treating traumatic brain injury far differently in 2024 than they did in 2004. And they're giving people 24 hours and all. So as people identify themselves, uh, they're being uh, medevac back to Germany to Ramstein. And uh, and and so the uh, apparently Iran getting the warning, which was just one word, don't uh, operation don't is, is rolling on uh, or, or something. But I can tell you that at this point uh, we're not seeing this. And if you're saying, yeah, dummy, they wouldn't broadcast where they are. Well, who's the dummy here? Um, they they do the certain aircraft prior to a strike. Do when when they're flying in commercial airspace to get to the area where there's no commercial airspace, they do broadcast their location. Um, and we'll get to the case of the Bellevue Pajama Bandits, a, a real thing. Um, and why does Nancy Pelosi blame what Donald Trump was trying to say? Uh, Donald Trump for causing diff- I, this is an accusation I had not heard yet. I had not heard that you know Donald Trump uh, is killing polar bears. And he's causing people to be dishonest and all, all, all the things he's done. And he's personally using the U.S. Constitution as toilet paper and the whole thing. But Nancy Pelosi levels a new one uh, at him over the weekend. Damage, destruction, defecation. Um, and in fact, let me back that up because you have, you have to hear the full accusation of, of this one. Making that appeal to him. He refused to do it, causing death damage, destruction, defecation, and all the rest. Look at what he unleashed. He unleashed defecation. So uh, I don't, I got, I got to get the story right. <clears throat> the one guy broke into her speaker's office and stole letterhead and took his shirt off. He was all bare-chested Arkansas man. But somebody somewhere else in the halls of Congress did that. And, and I'm sure at the time he thought he was just doing it because he had to do it. But uh, he was wrong. Uh, it was Trump. Trump caused a, so a new a new symptom for Trump derangement syndrome is uh, sudden uncontrollable defecation. Making that appeal to him, he refused to do it, causing death, damage, destruction, defecation. I didn't see that on the impeachment, but uh, boy, that would have been a, a, a big one. But yeah, the the Bellevue pajama bandits they're wanted. Uh, in Bellevue, you can shut down Bellevue Square on a Sunday because from some river to another sea, Palestine will be free. Uh, and why um, Why is it that uh, the U.N. is firing a whole bunch of employees in Gaza? Because as it turns out, they're not just – they're double-dipping. They're getting a U.N. paycheck, but they're also members of Hamas, so much so that many of them participated in the October 7th massacre, but they work for the U.N., how, how does that deal work? Because that sounds embarrassing. Um, and a property development firm that is crazily in debt in China. I mean, this stuff is so regulated in, in America, you, you couldn't get near there. But a property development firm in China has been ordered to liquidate. What happens to your economy if 300, or listen, 300 
billion American valuation, 300 billion in real estate suddenly has to be sold. Does the price go up or does it go down? Uh, anyway, China is in economic, some say free fall, and there's nothing like a committee of communists to, uh, to help it out. Making that appeal to him, he refused to do it, causing death, damage, destruction, defecation. Yep, it's all ha gonna happen in China when, this, when uh, all that hits the fan. Back in a second, Bellevue pajama bandits and Chinese defecation right after the same 770 KTTH.